All right, so I guess we're going to do this now? Yeah, let's do it. All right. But does it sell cars? A conversation exploring social advertising for automotive retailers. Welcome to But Does It Sell Cars from beautiful Podcast Village Studios in Washington, D.C. I'm Johnny Mack, a.k.a. John McAdams from Social Dealer, your 25-year retail car guy who for the past 15 years have been helping dealers leverage digital media and social media to help them sell and service more cars profitably. In the studio with me today is none other than the infamous Coleman Craddock Willis from Facebook in Austin, Texas. Hey, Coleman. What's going on, Johnny Mac? Man, I'm glad to have you back in the studio. Oh, man, I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I think this should be our day job from now on. Well, oh, one of the jobs, anyway. Yeah. yeah. The topic we're going to talk about today is going to be incredible. We're going to do a little bit of show me the money. Show me the money. I love it. A little Jerry Maguire. That's right. Because at the end of the day, talking about money and budgets shouldn't scare us. And it's a big part of the success of a social media campaign. So we're going to kind of dive into it and talk a little bit about, you know, how do we formulate the right budget, the right audience, how much money should we spend, how much money should be allocated out of our budget to make sure we're getting the right response. I love it. You love it? Let's All jump right. in, man. Let's jump in. Let's go. So let's talk a little bit about it. As dealers, you know, I'm speaking with dealers all the time and, and they want to know, you know, John, what's the right budget for my store for social media or Facebook ads or you name it? A lot of times people will throw a number out, 2000 2500 3000 And I think as a former dealer, that kind of rubs me the wrong way because it doesn't tell me that you did a lot of work or research into my store to come up with a finite budget that's really going to be a strategy to help me sell more cars. So kind of tell me a little bit about the theory behind advertising budget size and calculations inside uh, the walls of Facebook. Yeah. Well, like you said, budgets, money, it's important. To make money, you have to spend money. And I think for dealerships, that's incredibly important. I've said this before um, on the podcast, but buying a car, it's a low frequency, very high value purchase. Absolutely. You know, you're not buying T-shirt. You know, you're not buying a backpack. You know, it's a vehicle. And as such, you need to spend money um, on the advertising side that reflects that same type of purchase. But I think a lot of dealers sometimes don't think about it that way on Facebook and Instagram when they really need to be, I think especially now, given just where we are in the market, given what Facebook and Instagram are doing and building for automotive in general. And so I think the first thing I always say is it's really not as much about how much you spend versus what you're actually spending it on, what type of solutions, what type of strategies and ad strategies are you using on Facebook and Instagram? Because if a dealer tells me, well, we're spending $15,000 a month on Facebook, that might sound great, top level. If I dig in, okay, so what are you guys doing? Boosted posts, uh, <laughs> promoting just engagement. Yeah. We just like the likes, the comments, and the shares. Then they're going to say, well, Facebook doesn't work for that type of budget. Absolutely. So it's really an education play in the sense that if you tell me you're spending that much money, but you're doing it on automotive inventory ads, I, I guarantee, you know, what they're going to say is it's been incredible. That's a beautiful thing to hear from our point of view, because, yeah, the setup is longer. But think about once again, this is a car. Mm -hmm. You know, you're setting it up for such a high value purchase. So I would always push back to say, OK, you know, what are your goals in terms of car sales? And let's work backwards from there based on solutions. And it should always start with Dynamic ads, you know, automotive inventory ads, I think, making sure that your dealership website has a pixel, making sure it has all the different Facebook standard events, and then making sure that you're measuring in the right way. 
Once again, offline conversions. Make sure that you get the sales data and load it back up into Facebook so you can actually see the return. Because if you're telling me, well, we don't really know how to measure or the clicks were low, that doesn't mean a thing if sales are up. And so it's, once again, just incredibly important to, to spend in the right way. Yeah, I think you're dead on that. It's not how much you spend, it's what you spend it on. For example, a dealer in Key West, Florida would have a different ad spend than a Honda dealer in Santa Rosa, California, which probably would have a different ad spend than, say, a Highline dealer in Manhattan, right? So I think it's it's critically important that as good stewards and advocates for this industry that we put forth our best foot and give them a budget based on their market, their demographic, their goals, their expectations, and not just throw a number out there. So I, and I know there's some proven ROI uh, methodologies out there, and we'll talk about them in a little bit, but there's also tools inside of Facebook that could help the end user or the dealer to really come up with a budget that makes sense for the store, whether that's a thousand, five thousand, ten thousand, or twenty thousand dollars, because those are budgets that are out there and existing today with many right. dealers. Yeah, I don't think we should just rush to judgment without doing our homework. So, could you maybe explain a little bit about the you know the audience uh, tool that's inside of Facebook, and you know maybe some other tools that are out there inside of Facebook to really guide uh, a dealer to feel that the spend is the right amount versus just throwing a number out there to them? I think you brought up a good point first just about the different dealerships just around you know the country about how spends would be different. I think the amazing thing about Facebook and Instagram is the through line between all of those is that most of the people in those areas are spending most of their time on those platforms. Correct, 100%. And so the way in which we have to have budgets and spend match, this is where most people are spending their time. You have to just think about it, and that's just a fact. It's logical. And so I think where some folks could get more emotional as to, well, we've always done it this way. We're just going to continue with doing it this way. That's not working for, if you want to be a successful dealership, that's not going to work. That type of thinking you really just want to align with the numbers and the data and the screen time on your iPhone, yeah, you know, about where to, you spend your back time. Back to that. <laughs> exactly. And so in terms of just tools, just to, to estimate, one thing I, one tool I really liked just in the, getting a little more detailed, this in the um, ad creation itself, it's just looking at the daily estimated uh, reach and estimated uh, results. You know, mm-hmm. if you put in your budget and your, and your audience size and, and what you're doing, it's, it's a good estimate. I think more than that, the best type of measurement or just even personal benchmarking that you can do as an, as an agency or as a dealership, look at your numbers for the previous month. Look at what you're trying to beat and then make a new strategy. But if it's spending this much every single month and you're looking at the data and you're like, oh, this is good, you have to be able to scale that to say, we want to do better. And it's really looking at those numbers of, okay, we got this cost per whatever, you mm-hmm. know, let's say it's just, you know, cost per lead or, or whatever sure, um, yeah. in, in previous months. But how are we going to, how are we going to get better at that? And so, you know, looking at those different tools, but really looking at your own data, how do we perform going from there is, is going to be the most important thing that you can do. You know, when you get really down to it, it you know, not every ad is meant to create a lead. That's right. And it shouldn't be. And it, it shouldn't be that yep, way. So exactly. you might want to have a brand awareness ad out there helping, you know, people in your community that may have been suffering from natural disaster or, you know, using social cause to help local charities, you know, drive more funding their way and more revenue for great causes like that. And 
I don't want that message to get confused here that everything with social media has to be a paid social media ad to drive a lead to sell or service a car. Facebook, by its, its nature, is social. And if we can utilize Facebook to help us sell and service more cars, which it definitely does, that's fantastic. But I don't, I don't want to miss the point here with everybody thinking that, you know, John, if, if we spend $10,000, will we generate 800 leads and sell, you know, 150 cars? The answer is yes, we have the ability to do that, but it's also can be a, a tool used to build brand awareness in the, in, for the community, for the store, um, and really help uh, the dealership and the community out in large. So I know we're talking about money today and how much the budgets are, and sometimes that does get a little wonky. But it's nothing to fear because uh, the results that are out there today, if you have a solid estimator tool based on very valuable data inside of Facebook, you can pretty much almost get down to 5 or 10% of the budget it should be. And if you're not sure, start low and work your way up into it, right? I mean, start at 2000 and work to 10000 Don't start at ten and work your way back. But I think, you know, if you have a really great handle on it or somebody in your in your team that has a really great handle on it, I think you'll know exactly what your budget should be. By the way, I don't think the budget's $500. I don't think it's $400. But we have to start somewhere, right? I, I want to acknowledge the elephant in the room and make sure that, you know, we have enough budget throughput behind it to get the results that you would want as a dealer. Exactly. And I think it's important that you scrutinize Facebook the same way that you would scrutinize all the other platforms that you're on, especially traditional. Because if you're not, you're, you're still in the old way of thinking. And just to your point, just about how important brand awareness is, there's dealerships all over the country and you have to figure out what's our value proposition as a dealership. What's our brand as a dealership? Dealerships don't even think that way. They're like, just give me leads, give me car sales, yep. give me a why. Why you? You know, that's a brand story. Dealerships don't care about that right now. And I think it's unfortunate because you can tell an incredible story on Facebook and Instagram with amazing creative, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you've built yourself as a like pillar of a community as a dealership. You know, you start to be connected to things that are bigger than you. I think to your point about social cause, and I think just in general a mission driven dealership. Jeez, I should trademark that. Yeah, I like that. Good you might want to. You might want to hold on to that. Yeah, I, that's, I'm going to call and get one trademarked right you, now. All right, so let's go. You, you better. You better run on that one pretty quick. So. Maybe we could talk a little bit about social cause. I think that's an important topic. And, you know, dealers by nature are very philanthropic, but it gets a little tacky when you have to promote your own check to a particular charity because it kind of looks like we're, pump, you, know, you know, pumping our chest or, or boasting what we do. But maybe we could talk a little about social cause and how, you know, that relates to Facebook. And, and as you said, what was the terminology you uh, you used that you want to trademark? Oh, the uh, mission-driven Mission dealership. Mission-driven dealership, God. right? I love that, right? Um, millions of dollars a year are, are, are given to many charities by dealers across the nation. And they are mission-driven. Let's use social media. Right. Maybe we could talk a little bit about that. Like, how would you envision using Facebook to help get that word out, but in a very tactful way? There's no doubt that Facebook and Instagram are the best places to get that message across, just based on the way that you can experiment creatively and the way that you can, you know, have videos, where you can have, I mean, even different types of photos. And I've seen all types of different things. I mean, think about uh, 360 photos and videos. These are platforms and creative formats that can open your dealership up to the world about not just cars, about a real mission that's central to you and what you want to be known for. 
And I think just the way in which Facebook has really embraced that. I think you think about the donations tool, and there's some fact that I'm forgetting just about how much money was was raised this past year. I, I saw it on the wall in Austin okay. when yeah. I was there last time. That's right. And and I want to. I don't even want to guess at it, but it was a it was a crazy large number. It's and Facebook was very proud of it. It was on the wall. Oh yeah, I, billions. I, yeah, and that's the kind of stuff that we pride ourselves on. And so I think when you think about you know this is our dealership, this is my business. How are we contributing to the world in in a bigger way through this platform that makes it easy for us to do that? Get creative. I think one one way to get creative with it, right, is is partner up with a company or do it yourself where, you know, you could donate five cents for every customer pay or warranty RO um, and maybe five dollars for every new or used car sold. And But don't make it difficult, right? Use a platform that can keep track of it for you. But then also use social media and, and let people know that if they're going to buy X vehicle from John versus Coleman, well, at John, you'll get this a little extra. A little extra means that five cents for every RO does go to this particular charity or five dollars for every car sold goes to that charity. It's the same vehicle between yep. here and the other one, but it's that little extra value add that would say, you know what, I'm going to use my hard-earned money at that store because I know a portion of that will go to those charities. Exactly. And I think it's when the dealership takes the time to like pick something that they really care about, then it's you know it's not just a ploy. It's really about hey, this is what our community needs and we're going to give back to the community yeah. because this is what we've seen. Yeah, yeah, right on. So I think what we'll do is we'll probably take a break here, Coleman. I think we've uh, covered a lot of ground really quick. We uh, yeah, we've been trademarking things. We like, have, this yeah. Is, we're on it, right? We're on it. We're showing cold, the money. Man. We're showing the money, right? Oh, yeah, exactly. We're bringing, we're bringing the heat. So, yeah. um, so I think when we get back, we have a few more topics to run through, which is you know maybe Facebook spend versus digital spend. Um, we'll go through some budgeting, things like that. And then I think we'll uh, we'll have a good time doing it. So we'll take a break now and we'll come back. Sounds good, man. It's a lot of work. A <laughs> <laughs> couple sentences. <laughs> well, hey, everybody, we're back. at But does it sell cars with uh, the infamous Coleman Craddock Willis? From Facebook, we're in the uh, the beautiful Podcast Village Studios in Washington, D.C., and we're hanging out in Georgetown. Yeah. It's a great town, isn't it's it? It's beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful town. So uh, thanks for joining us here today, and uh, appreciate your time flying in from Austin and, and really helping uh, educate not only you know myself, but you know our dealer body and, and being a good advocate for uh, for them and, and helping them grow their business. So thanks. Uh, thank you for coming in, man. I appreciate it. Of course. I'm, I'm excited. This has been... Uh Fantastic conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we left off show me the money with budgets, right? And uh and really how to utilize some of the tools to uh to get the right budget and feel comfortable with that, inspect what you expect with those budgets. But I wanna take a, a, a brief couple of minutes today now and talk about Facebook spend versus call it digital spend. And the reason why I want to bring it up is, as you may or may not know, um, there's cost per clicks going on inside of Google in certain markets that might range from 25 or $30 for a click. That's a lot of money for a click. I'm not saying a lead, just a click. And that click may just be to see if my car is done. So there's no additional business to be had there, but it did cost me that 25 or $30 to get that person to call me up. So I wanted to talk to you a little bit about that and, and really coming up with a way to utilize both digital media and social media yeah. paid, that makes sense without really you know harming one or the other. So, 
kind of give me a little bit about where that comes from. And if we use a smaller budget on, say, Facebook versus Google, what kind of uh, positive or negative effects would we have by doing that? Like you said, inspect what you expect. And I think with that, it's really about looking at results. And so if you're getting results that are way too high based on a certain level of saturation or you're a new dealership trying to break in, you have to understand and know your advantages. You know, as a dealership, where do we play best? What assets do we have that other dealerships don't? I think the incredible part about advertising on Facebook and Instagram is it's inherently creative. What you can do, it's not the same as other channels in terms Mm -hmm. of how you can actually present yourself as a dealership. And that's a conversation that needs to happen because you don't want to be, well, oh, we've seen that same type of dealership do that same type of thing. Mm -hmm. You have to really just, you know, brainstorm, say, oh, this is what we're about and this is what we're presenting. Have the budgets and have have, have your finances reflect that. And I, I think it's incredibly important to to have that step. And so when it comes to divvying out spend just amongst Facebook or, or just digital spend in general, number one, yeah, look at the results. Look at where you're performing best and test um, in an aggressive way early. And so you know exactly what, what you're doing. But have your audience insights, have the reporting, you know, reflect back on that. And know how you're spending. I think I could probably talk for days about the functionalities and the machine learning that Facebook has that no other platform has. We're taking data from how people interact and putting that on the ad side. And so everything performs best. And I'm just going to say like campaign budget optimization. We're taking at the campaign level, setting a budget, five $1,000, and I have, let's say, three ad sets in that campaign. So three different you know type of copies and sure, things yeah. like that. And one of those is for one model. Um, another is for prospecting and another is retargeting. If I have those three and I turn on campaign budget optimization for $1,000, let's say for two weeks, all three of those different ad sets are going to get different budget put towards it based on how it's performing. So that's Facebook doing all the work to get you the best results as possible in real time using machine learning. Yeah. It's, it's the smartest way to spend. And it's it like is. as a dealership, right? Margins might be tough, and you don't want to have to do the guesswork. I mean, I think the the greatest part about that is dynamic. It changes not daily. It changes by minute by minute. So unless you're willing to look and crunch all that data yourself, which you can't humanly do to know if that's a good budget allocation for that ad set, you're better off letting, quote, unquote, the professionals who built the machine learning tool do that, right? And that would clearly be Facebook. They know if it's up or down and allocating money in that in that one direction. You know, one thing you said was if you're a new dealer trying to emerge into a new market, and it kind of resonated with me. I kind of look right now as Facebook paid advertising as that Wild West a little bit. Sometimes in Google AdWords, it just might be too expensive for me to dip my toe into, right? I just don't have that much in my budget to spread around. Would you recommend, as you as you said, you know, obviously divvy out the budget as you see fit to get the results you want, but would Facebook, um, and I know you're biased for this because you're obviously with Facebook, but you know, is that a good place to for the dealer to put their money because the inventory is so high, but the cost is significantly less for the exposure you would get, you know, impression and reach and frequency from from Facebook? Yeah, I mean, the data speaks for itself. That's I think that's kind of my best argument is like, and that's exciting for me to say, like, that's the type of organization I want to be a part of where it's not really a sell as much as it's about education. If I can educate the dealer well enough about this, it sells itself. And that's really an exciting place to be. 
And I think with these different capabilities of machine learning, going back to campaign budget optimization, talking about automatic placements, which does the exact same thing as campaign budget optimization, but instead it puts budget towards the platforms that are, are performing well. Because mm-hmm. you remember, it's not just Facebook. It's Facebook. You know, we're, we're all one big company. Instagram, Messenger, WhatsApp, Marketplace, they're all the different platforms that, and placements that you can have where your ads can be seen and acted upon. And what all these things do, it's it's really um, an efficiency engine of trying to get the best results for you as possible in real time. And saying that to a dealer who's under a lot of pressure, right, to have these different type of results and have these different a returns. Of a lot of pressure. If I can make that easier for you, yeah, increase budgets on Facebook and Instagram because that's going to be easier for you and provide the, the returns you want. And then the pushback I'll get is, well, you know, we want to see the returns. And I say, offline conversions, measurement, analytics, insights. All about that. Yeah, yeah, right on. You know, I, if I surveyed 17,000 dealers, automotive dealers across the country, and I surveyed all the ones that were doing Google AdWords, and I asked how many of them are maxing out at $500, most would never raise their hand. I mean, could you conceivably just only be spending $500 on Google AdWords? And if I took the same audience and I said, hey, raise your hands on Facebook advertising and how many people have a $500 ad spend, I'd see a bunch of hands go up. Yeah. Right. But they're expecting more out of Facebook than they're expecting out of Google. So, you know, that brings me down to minimum ad spends. Right. And and really, what should a dealer be spending? And I know it's different for every market and every demographic. But if you had to say what a minimum ad spend would be, regardless of the demographic or the size of the dealership or the location, would you say that $500 in Facebook advertising is going to move metal off that showroom. Audi Mac putting me on the spot. I am. I am, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I'll back up and say, so the way that Facebook and Instagram work, it's based on an auction. And so, you know, the way that we can even benchmark or say, this is how much you have to spend to get these certain results, it's impossible. Most people would take that as a bad thing. I actually take that as a fantastic thing. Because to your example of how many dealers are spending $500 a cap, if I was in that room, I'd look around. Oh, wait, I have a competitive advantage if I spend $2,000 because this is an auction. Correct. I'm going to be seen more guaranteed in that mm-hmm. room. So I think instead of thinking about a minimum spend, what I would think about first is where am I spending this? And I would always say, let's have some top funnel, really good creative that's mobile first to start. And then you create a catalog and you, you do automotive inventory ads. And for, for that, I would always say spend more on dynamic ads and be happily surprised with the results. Provided you look at the ROI, right? Look back at exactly. the reporting through Facebook Analytics and Google Analytics and all the exactly. reporting that you have and make sure that those benchmarks, and I think the key is to set the benchmarks up early before you get going in those you know KPIs, those key performance indicators, to make sure that you know we're all hitting the stride with that, um, whether it be social media ad posts or Google AdWords or whatever the media channel is, make sure you've got those KPIs and those benchmarks set before you launch. Exactly. That's exactly. the key. Not afterwards, but before. When you're looking back at results and you say, wait, what what were we what was the objective of this? You know, <laughs> and I think if you remember, okay, this is about car sales and you have offline conversions, you know, set in, that all of a sudden everything changes. Running a campaign becomes much more exciting actually too. Because now you're, you're thinking about, well, what are the sales data I'm going to get back? And this is even you know, deeper than something you see in Ads Manager. Mm-hmm. That's incredible to see. Yeah, I think when you break it down as a car guy, you know, automotive professional, break it down to cost per lead and cost per sale and lead to sale ratios, right? And you would look at those channels and those metrics no different than any, any other media that's out there, provided that media can give you that data. 
So I think when you start to break that down into those same formulas and metrics that you would use for other medias, I think you'll see a great benefit from social media posts versus some other ones that might be out there, which kind of leads me to my next topic, organic social media. Organic social media posting doesn't really cost any money. So can we use organic social media posting to help us sell more cars or bring more service customers in through the shop? Yeah, I think this is where Marketplace was really central to just like Facebook in general. The way in which we built it in a way that it is all organic. You know, it's like, you know, dealers can upload their inventory on Marketplace and that entire exchange, there's no dollars behind that. You can place an ad on Marketplace right now in terms of it shows up in that same feed so your vehicles could come up. But the way in which that organically is happening, that's that's incredible for a dealer to take advantage of. In terms of wanting to be as effective on social media, on Facebook and Instagram as a dealership to scale business in an exponential way, you have to spend money. And that's going to be any platform itself, but the dividends on social media with spend are incredible. So I would, I would first and foremost always say, if you want to be profitable, if you want to be a top one, top 5% of dealerships, your spend has to reflect that as well in a way where you understand what you're doing and it's, it's about advanced solutions that are about selling cars. Yeah, I think you got to get in the game. Either you're in the you game or you're in the stands watching. So if you want to be in the stands watching, you can watch a great game, but you're not in the game. When you're in the game, you're either going to win the game or lose the game. But if you're in the game, you better be in it to win, right? Exactly. And, and I think that's the message here. If get in, get in the game, be in it to win. Don't be a by t- bystander and watch. You know all these other dealers using all these tools to help them sell and service more cars in 2019 or 2020, because this is the channel that's out there and available for dealers to use all day long to help grow their business from both a front end perspective and a back end perspective. One topic that, you know, we, I, I neglected to bring into this, and, and I really want to bring it up now, was how long should we be running paid social media ads uh, to prove out their effectiveness? Certainly, we all want instantaneous gratification and results, right? I want to give you $10,000 and you sell me 5,000 cars. We all want that. But in reality, um, what does that look like from the data that Facebook has? You know, the, the typical buying cycle, you know, somewhere up that 100 and 115 days from the time they start to the time they buy a vehicle. Certainly, that's not everybody, but that's the average. From Facebook's perspective, what type of fermentation or soaking process on these ads do you feel is right in order to get the ROI or the benchmarks that are expected out of uh, these budgets? I think you bring up a lot of good points just in terms of how automotive is different when it comes to the purchase cycle and how that has to be reflected in the ads you run. As always, I think from an advertising perspective, it's important to have um, and to factor in audience fatigue, creative fatigue, always. And so if I run the same ad for a year, I might be successful for the first you know, yeah. couple months. Becomes noise. All of a sudden, you know, that fifth month, sixth month, oh, I hate this dealership. <laughs> you know, oh, they're just, oh. Stop, exactly. stop, stop. And that's, that's not good. And so you need to refresh in that way at a pretty, I'm going to say a regular cadence is always good just in general, just to keep things fresh and new. And that reflects on the dealership itself talking about another branding. If I'm a... A dealership that has the same ad for two years, their brand itself is lazy. Change right? it up. Change exactly. it up. Yeah. And so I think from from that from that point of view, maybe change it more frequently than you would think, but also know what results you're going for for that specific campaign. 
and being informed by, you know, that the measurement piece at the end of it. And additionally, factor in seasonality. I mean, that's holidays. Once again, talk about like hyper-personalization. You know, mm-hmm. I love talking about how different ad copy will be about a specific town, about a, a specific city. Sure, yeah. You know, if I if we're, hey, we're in Georgetown, if I get an ad to say, good morning, Georgetown, we're doing blah, 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 you know, I'm stopping to see what, what what's the offering. That's when it comes into that creative piece again. You know, I'm presenting these ads to my customer base. Yeah, I think the branding piece makes sense. We have to always brand our dealerships no different than a billboard on the highway, right, back in, back in the day. But I think we have the ability through digital media to change it out all the time, change it out for seasonality, as you said, change it out so we don't see the same ad and we become just basically white noise at the end of the day going, that's not going to allow anybody to thumb stop as they're scrolling through their feed. And I think it's it's probably also important to maybe change up some of your ad sets from time to time. So perhaps we run AIA plus lead and then plus prospect, but why not run an event messenger ad, right? Why not do that for one or two months and then slow it down and put it, you know, put it back on the shelf and bring it back. I think that's where the strategy comes into place, which is, as you said, let's not overhit them with the same message because that will go on deaf eyes at that point or deaf eyes, but they won't see it anymore. I think it's critical that we constantly change the ad copy up, but we look at the metrics to find out which ones perform the best. Exactly. We could always recycle it. Right? Exactly. We could always bring it back. Yep. But if we're going to run the same $99 ad special for the next 12 months, I would think after three months, we're all going to be tired of looking at it. I think that's a fantastic way to kind of, you know, close out some of the, you know, the sessions and the topics we talked about today. You know, we covered a lot of ground in the in the show me the money episode, which right. uh, which has been fantastic. Right. Shout you out know. to Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. Crew, right? right. Jerry Maguire. You complete me. I'm a sun devil, Jerry. It's not show friends. It's show business. Oh, um, do you remember I that love one? It. No, yeah, this right? is great. Yeah, that's when they're in the restaurant. How much does a human head weigh? Yeah, yeah. Johnny Mac. Uh, the human head weighs 10 pounds. <laughs> um so, listen, we covered a lot of great topics, man. You've been a great guest. Oh, uh, thank you for coming in. We oh, talked about budgets. It's never easy talking about money. Budgets are, are something that we need to get through. We need to make sure it's the right budget. We need to make sure that the ROI is there for those budgets. And, and we talked about ads, right, and, yeah. and when to use them and when not to use them. So I've had a great time uh, with you, Coleman. Thank you for coming. And thank you, uh, Facebook, for allowing you to come in and educate our dealers and, and our audience out there in the world. I certainly do appreciate it. Thank you, Podcast Village Studios in beautiful Washington, D.C., Rob and crew in Georgetown, rocking it out, making Completely. it happen for us. So no, We're going to do this every week. I yeah, mean, this is yeah. addicting. We are looking for another gig, right? I mean, so, hey. I mean you never know. We, we'll, we'll, go back to, we'll go back to the big boss and say, hey, we can't work on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We've got, we got our, our podcast going on. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening to But Does It Sell Cars. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss – Email us at podcast at socialdealer.com. If you like this uh, podcast and you want to hear more about it, there's plenty more episodes to be found at socialdealer.com forward slash podcast. Any final words, uh, Coleman, before we uh, we let you haul off back to Austin, Texas? Yeah, uh, man, I just, thank you. I mean, this has just been a blast to do, and I think it the way that dealers can be educated, and I think can continue to scale just on Facebook, and Instagram is really incredible. And I think it's going to be incredibly important to take those risks and just continue to see what they can do on the platform. Yeah, right on. Well, thanks again, Coleman. And remember, everybody out there, be a social dealer.
Show me the money, baby.